0: And my loves, welcome to the Sex Positive Podcast. I am your host today, Lauren Coletti. Thank you all so much for joining me. I am so happy because we have finally reached 10,000 amazing listeners full of a diverse range audience. And I've been doing this podcast for a year now. I started last September and it was my goal to reach 10,000 listeners in a year And, you know, I wanted to set the bar not too high, but something that I felt I could work towards. And I've worked really, really hard this last year um, between finding a name and a brand and a website and Instagram and what works and what doesn't work. And I thank you all for bearing with me. The podcast will continue to grow and change and I'd love to explore different topics. And if you have any suggestions for people that you would love for me to interview or have on the show or if you yourself would like to come on the show and share your healing journey, whatever that means, um, please feel free to DM me. And I just want to thank you all again, so much for your love and support. And for me, it's really not about the number or the statistics or the followers. It's really just knowing that I'm making an impact. And I've heard from so many of you that you listened and resonated with my podcast and um, your words touched me and mean so much to me so I love you all so much also regarding my last episode on straight it was a straight privilege male privilege um thank you all again for messaging me on your opinions I really love to be challenged I'm never in the mindset that I'm right and other people are wrong. I recognize we're all unique individuals on our own path. And I really appreciate I had a lot of um, people with penises reach out to me and tell me their experience and I never want to invalidate anyone. Life is hard no matter how you identify. So again, thanks for the support. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring enough to speak with me. I will always respond to everyone's message. Um, you know my Instagram doesn't have that many followers, so I'm happy I can have that direct contact with y'all and I have very exciting guests coming up in october um and October is national domestic violence awareness month and um I feel I was put on this earth to be an advocate and activist for survivors and victims of interpersonal and sexual trauma and I have a lot of ideas coming up for that month, so stay tuned. And let's get into today's episode. I wanted to do another Ask a Sex Educator segment. Um, As some of you might know, I was certified as a sexual health educator through Planned Parenthood, and I asked everyone to send me something you'd like for me to talk about. And someone asked me what my experience was with birth control. And I've recognized that we have to talk about reproduction when we talk about sex, because sex is physical, sex is spiritual, mental, emotional. And we're going to talk about a little bit about the physical side of things today. So let's jump into today's episode. So starting this episode off with a disclaimer, I'm not a medical doctor. So always, 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 please, please see a a medical doctor, a sex positive medical doctor. Um, I love Planned Parenthood, y'all. Like if you need birth control, if you need an annual, they do so many other things. And it saddens me because when people think of uh, of Planned Parenthood, they just think of abortion. And abortion is a reproductive right. And we need to talk about abortion when we talk about sex, because pregnancy can result from intercourse, depending on the dynamics at play. However, um, Planned Parenthood, I don't know why I keep calling them birth control. I interned for them for a year. And they're incredible. They offer so many um, STI, STD, family planning, pregnancy tests, um, so many amazing life-saving services, all on a sliding scale. They will work with your insurance or if you do not have insurance, they really help people get the care that they need. So if you are looking for a sex-positive center try to see if there's a Planned Parenthood in your area. And I am aware that, unfortunately, Planned Parenthoods were shut down in um, certain states. I am privileged and lucky enough to live in New York where we have plenty. But always consult with a medical provider. I, I've i tried some uh, options of birth control and like anyone, I always Google or YouTube them prior just to know what to expect. And it really saddens me when I see people on YouTube. Um, I love the fact that people are able to share their experience and talk about birth control in such an empowered, helpful way. But I never love it when people um, share an experience they've had with birth, birth control and say, don't try this. This sucks. This will ruin your life. I hated this birth control. Please like spare yourself because Again, there's so many people on this earth, everyone's anatomy and physiology is completely different. And what might not work for you might work really well for someone else. I've tried birth control options that people suggested to me, I hated them. And I've been on birth control options that other people didn't like. And everyone is different. So always take information with a grain of salt and know that everybody is an individual is unique and I never wanna shut anyone down and tell them don't do this thing because even though it might not have worked for me, could work really good for you. So let's start a little bit with the basics. What is birth control? (laughs) Okay, birth control is any method used to prevent pregnancy. There's tons of different types of birth control and it's important to find your best birth control methods. There's a lot of different options out there until several years ago, I didn't know that there was other options besides the pill or condoms to prevent pregnancy. And birth control is how you prevent pregnancy. And I'm here to help you figure out the best method for you. So what you might want to take into consideration are these six factors. So do you want something with less or no no hormones? Do you want something where you don't have to see a nurse or a doctor every couple of months? Do you want to prioritize helping prevent STDs? Do you want to prioritize helping your periods if you have painful or heavy periods? Also, you might want to consider what is the easiest to use and also what is the best at planning or preventing pregnancy. So effectiveness and convenience are methods considerations you want to take into account. I will only really be talking about the methods that I have personally used, but I will name the different types of methods out there that there are. So there is the birth control implant. This is 99% effective. It can cost up to $1,300 without insurance, depending on your coverage, and it lasts up to five years, very low maintenance. There is the IUD, also very low maintenance. I will be talking about this a little bit because I was on the copper IUD. 99% effective, can cost up to $1,300, and can last up to 3 to 12 years. There is the birth control shot, which is used on a schedule. It's 94% effective and can cost $0 to $150. Again, all depending on your insurance, and you would have to get this every three months. The birth control vaginal ring, this is also used on a schedule. I will also be discussing this. It's 91% effective and can cost anywhere from 0 to $200, and you replace this monthly. The birth control patch, which I am currently on, is used on a schedule. It's 91% effective and can cost up to $150 without insurance. You replace this weekly. There's also the birth control pill, which I will also be discussing. Used on a schedule, 91% effective, can cost anywhere from zero to $50. A lot of insurance companies fully cover the birth control pill, and you take this every day. There's also the condom, you use this every time. It's 85% effective, can cost I don't know, 0 to $2 for a single condom, a box can cost more. Use this every time. Same with an internal condom, 79% effective, used every time. The diaphragm, also used every time. We don't see this nowadays as much, but it's 88% effective. The birth control sponge you use every single time, it's roughly 76 to 88% effective. So with these effectiveness scores, we take natural human error into account here. That's why no birth control method is 100% effective, except for outer course and abstinence. Moving along, there's also spermicide and gel. And you use this every time, the cervical cap you use every time. Fertility awareness method. This you use daily and it's a lifestyle. Same with withdrawal and pulling out method. Doesn't cost any money. You want to use this every time, but it's only 78% effective. We've all been there. That is how I myself got pregnant. Good old withdrawal method. The breastfeeding as birth control method, you do this every four to five hours, also costs zero dollars and is a lifestyle if you are a mother. Um, Outer course and abstinence we went into, cost zero dollars, used every time, 100% effective as a personal lifestyle. And then we have sterilization, tubal ligation, which is 99% effective, can cost up to $6,000, lasts for life and is permanent along with a vasectomy, also permanent, 99% effective and can cost $1,000 and lasts for life. So, so many different methods here. So if you want to turn this off right now, just know that the methods are endless, right? And there is a Choice and option for every body. So, the first one I will get into is um, condoms. I've used condoms. Was the first type of birth control that I used besides abstinence and outer course when I was a teen. So, the first time that I had sex, I was seventeen or eighteen years old, and we used a condom. So, condoms are the only birth control method other than abstinence, of course that protects from sexually transmitted diseases or sexually transmitted um, infections. Condoms are thin, small pouches that you cover a penis with during sex. It collects the semen. Again, some types of condoms, most types of condoms actually, prevent STDs. The ones you kind of want to look out for is lambskin, animal skin condoms, but there are latex and plastic non-latex if you do have a um, latex allergy. So every time you have oral anal or vaginal sex, that is the best way to reduce your chances of getting or spreading sexually transmitted infections. However, with condoms, you want to take the natural human error into account, okay? So condoms, when used correctly, are pretty effective. However, Sometimes condoms rip and they break um, or they fall off. I even had a condom stuck up my vagina one time. So the best way to protect yourself if you are using a condom is also pulling out in addition to using a condom. So using a condom during penetrative sex or oral sex to protect yourself from STIs. However, if you are having penetrative penis vagina sex, pull out and have your partner come inside of the condom for soft off there. All right. So ultimately, condoms are 85% effective. Use them every time to protect yourself against sexually transmitted infections, as well as pregnancy if you are in a heterosexual encounter. Okay. I don't know why I cut myself off. Sometimes I exit out of browsers and I'm like, fuck, I did not save that. So the next method I will be discussing is the birth control pill. Very wide known method of birth control. So birth control pills are a kind of medicine with hormones. Birth control pills come in a pack and you take one pill every day. The pill is generally affordable and effective if you always take your pill on time. And besides preventing pregnancy, the pill has lots of other benefits too. Um, it could help with acne. It could help with heavy cramping or painful periods. It can also help with endometriosis and other types of um, reproductive health issues. So you have to find the best pill that works for you. I've been on three different types of birth control pills, and I originally went on it for acne, because I've had cystic acne acne my entire life, unfortunately enough. So I went on, I don't remember the names. Um, I remember two out of the three, though, really worked for me with my acne, and I never had a pregnancy scare. I've never <laughs> been the type of person that forgets to take their medication, because I've been on medication since I was... 15 years old. So I just either set a timer on my phone or I keep a pill case next to my toothbrush, somewhere where I can see it and I know to take it every day. There's also apps that you can take to help you track your cycle, track your fertility and can help you um, take your birth control with phone reminders. And generally, if you miss a pill, sometimes you can double up, but always call your provider to ask them for you know guidance on that. So birth control pills, generally pretty effective. Sometimes people have bad reactions. You really have to find the right one that works for you though, because I was fortunate enough, I only had a bad response to one of the three pills I was on. Um, I forget why I changed. I guess I kind of just wanted to see if I could find one that like worked better. I'm not really sure, but it just made me break out really bad. Um, I did lose a lot of weight, Oddly enough, some people gain weight from different methods of birth control, which we'll talk a little bit more about. But I never had an issue gaining weight on birth control, on oral birth control at least, I'm fortunate enough. Um, I never really had that many side effects from birth control, honestly. I know some of my girlfriends and family members have said that it made them very depressed. So if you do have a mental health condition or you start seeing symptoms of mental illness, such as depression or anxiety, um, really work with your doctor to find a better method for you. Because we don't want to suffer just to prevent ourselves from pregnancy. There's other options out there. And there is, if you do have acne or certain conditions, there are birth control pills that are more catered towards skin or bleeding or cramping and things of that nature. So it wasn't until this year that I tried three different methods of birth control. I'm looking into a fourth method. I'm looking into the Implanon or the Nexplanon, but I can't review that yet because I've never tried it as of right now. But the first method that I tried this year was the IUD. Now, a lot of you that know me know I'm very holistic. Um, I I have mixed feelings around birth control, honestly, as someone that's more into like naturopathic medicine. I do not love it um, for myself. I cannot tell other people what's right for them. But I wanted to try something that had no hormones. So I was looking into the fertility tracking and got a little scared with that, but then... um, One of my friends that did my facials, shout out to Jillian, Uh, she told me about the copper IUD or the Paragard. This woman raved about the Paragard. She loved it. She said it's an IUD where there's no hormones, and she said it works great, and it lasts for up to 12 years. So I went and I tried the copper IUD myself, which I'll talk about in a second. But there are different types of intrauterine devices. So an IUD is a tiny device. It's a long-acting, it's called a LARC, long-acting reversible contraceptive that's put into your uterus to prevent pregnancy. It is long-term reversible. And one of the most Effective birth control methods out there. A lot of people are using IUDs now, um, so it's generally shaped like a T, and it's placed inside of your uterus. And the different types that are FDA approved in the U.S. at least are Paragard, Mirena, Kylina, Liletta, and Skyla. So the Paragard IUD—I have not tried the hormonal IUD. It doesn't have any hormones. It's wrapped in copper, which kills or fights off sperm, and it prevents you for 12 years from pregnancy. The other methods, the Mirena, the Kylina, Liletta, and Skyla work anywhere from three to seven years. So it's really great. You know, both copper and hormonal IUDs, they prevent pregnancy by changing the way that the sperm cells move so they can't get to an egg. So if sperm can't make it to an egg, Pregnancy does not happen, my friends. <laughs> in the Paraguard IUD, um, it's almost impossible for sperm to get to that egg because it acts like a barrier. Sperm and copper do not get along. So I had the copper IUD, I want to say for three months. Now, it, for me personally, the insertion hurt. It was one of the worst pains I've ever felt in my life. Now, I don't want to scare you if you're considering getting <laughs> the copper IUD. Um, It is on the larger side of the IUDs. Some other methods of uh, IUDs are smaller um, or meant for women who have not given vaginal birth because I, I don't really know the um, anatomical structure, but I'm assuming after you've given childbirth that your uterus is More open or relaxed, and I don't know if I'm butchering that, so please correct me. But some methods of birth control were made for women who have already given birth. So the copper IUD, pretty—I don't want to say it's a huge difference from the other ones, but it's big, and it's a three-part process for insertion. And it felt like I was in labor. I had contractions of my uterus and it was really fucking painful. Um, I am pretty good with pain. (laughs) I have like almost 30 tattoos, but it hurt. It was really uncomfortable and somewhat triggering as someone who has a history of sexual trauma in that region. Um, so just do your research and outweigh the pros with the cons, you know, it might not hurt for you. Some people said it didn't hurt at all. So That was one of the reasons why I didn't love the copper IUD. But the main reason for me was my periods were really long. They were painful. The first four days of my period, I couldn't function. I was in stifling, crippling pain for uh, one to three days. And there was horrible cramping, horrible headaches, nausea vomiting, um, cramps. Did I say cramps? Like they were out of this world cramps. And I am someone that gets like mild to moderate cramps. Usually I can take a Tylenol and they're gone. I remember with the IUD at one month, I took six Tylenol and it didn't help at all. So it was unbearable. Sex was extremely uncomfortable for me. It just hurt so bad and I eventually got it removed. The removal process was super quick, super painless and easy and I was really upset that, you know, I didn't love the birth control uh because I had high hopes for it and I thought I could just set it and forget it for 12 years, but those three months were just really sucky. And I wanted to wait it out because with most, most methods of birth control, you know, the first three months, your body's getting acclimated to it. And then negative side effects sometimes eventually go away within six months to a year. I really tried. I could not do it. I had to take that shit out of me. But I know a lot of people who have had high success with an IUD. So again, everyone's different. The next method I went on to from the IUD was the birth control ring, NuvaRing. So the vaginal ring is a convenient method of birth control that works really well if you use it correctly. You wear a small flexible ring inside your vagina and it prevents pregnancy all day by releasing those hormones into your body. Um, The ring has lots of other health benefits too. And the two different types of rings were the NuvaRing and the Anovera. The Anovera was not covered by my insurance, but the Nuva ring it lasts up for, it can last up to five weeks depending on if you want to skip your uh, monthly bleed. So you take out your old ring and you put in the new one once a month, depending on the schedule. And you can use the ring to skip a period, like I said. This lasts for three weeks. And on the fourth week, you take it out. So each week, if you don't like taking a pill every day, you can change your ring once a week. So you forget about it for seven days or so. And it prevents uh, pregnancy by stopping sperm from joining with an egg. So the reason that I didn't love the ring... um, which I don't know if I said this about birth control and the ring, they stop ovulation. So no ovulation means there's no egg hanging for the sperm to fertilize. So pregnancy can't happen. It also thickens the mucus of your cervix. So the thicker the cervical mucus is, um, the less likely that the sperm will swim to that egg. It's like a sticky security guard. So my experience with the Neuvering, um, I wanted to like the Neuvering. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You leave the ring in for three weeks. You leave the ring in for three weeks, take it out in the fourth week. I was thinking of the birth control patch, which I'm on. You change that every week. But the Neuvering or the Anovera or whatever, you wear it in for three weeks. So, again, lazy girl method. I loved this because I only had to think of my birth control once a month, not once a week. I apologize. It's getting ahead of myself. So you only have to think of the ring once a month. It's awesome. However, I was on the ring for two months. I want to (laughs) say again, not very long. I couldn't give it a fair chance because my acne just got so bad. Um, My acne got pretty bad and other than that, I had migraines. Um, I've never really had migraines like that. So that kind of sucks. The main reason was I had horrible UTI with the Nuvering. the two months I had it. Um, I noticed that when I put the second one in, I got a UTI again. So the first week that I ever inserted the Nuvering, I had a UTI, then it went away And then the second time I put in, I got a UTI again. So it really sucked because UTIs are so not fun. They are terrible and painful and horrible. So I just couldn't do it another month. Maybe eventually if I would have kept using it, it would have stopped. I could not take that risk to find out. I really didn't want to. I don't like taking antibiotics. They're really not great for you. And um, I just figured there has to be a better way. Then I came to the birth control patch, which I'm currently on. I do enjoy the birth control patch. It does have its disadvantages, though. Every method has its advantages and its disadvantages. So you kind of have to weigh it out and see what's worth it, what feels best for you, your lifestyle, and your body. So the transdermal contraceptive patch is another method that You wear this one, though, on parts of your body. It's on your skin, and it releases hormones through your skin to prevent pregnancy. So the brands available are the Exelon or Zulon, whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it. I just call it Exelon. And the Twirla, I think it's called. So the one I'm on is the Zulane or Exelon. And again, it stops fertilization. It has hormones in it. Um, All these methods have hormones besides the copper IUD and abstinence and the condom. So the patch has estrogen and progesterone or progestin, um, similar to the hormones our body makes naturally. The hormones in the patch will stop the ovulation and also thicken the cervix mucus. So you can wear it on your belly, your butt, your back, on your upper arm, and the hormones from the patch go through your skin. One thing I do not love, which a lot of people complain about, the color of the patch is really obvious. It is also a white patch, which doesn't cater to people of all ethnicities and races. Um, I mean even me, I'm pretty tan. I'm Hispanic and it just it's just stands out like it's just awkward. People think I'm on like a nicotine patch. It's I wear it on my arm. Um, I had to play around with where I can wear it. So I'm a pretty thick person. It was not good on my back. It was not good on my butt. Uh, not good on like a lot of parts of my body. The best place I could find is my arm, my forearm. So it is really obvious. I wish they would make it clear. That would make so much more sense. Um, I think the biggest downfall with the patch is just it falls off sometimes, (laughs) right? Like it slips off if you're sweaty, if you're fucking, if you're having sex, it like rubs. I've had it fall off so many times. So it's kind of a pain in the ass. Other than that, I really don't have many complaints. My acne is pretty under control. Um, I don't get really many side effects from the patch. I have to say, I kind of like the patch other than the inconvenience of it. And I change it once a week. So I wish that they would make it more sticky, um, but they don't. And I haven't had any problems with the patch in regards to pregnancy scares. I change it once a week, I take it off, and then within a day or two, I get my period. So I've been on it for three months now, and so far so good. Um, the patch though does not protect (laughs) against sexually transmitted infections. So using condoms every time you have sex really lowers your chances of spreading or getting STDs and condoms. Again, I will reiterate the only form that can do both protect against pregnancy and sexually transmitted infection. So with the patch, um, Pretty effective for me, have had no issues, no major complaints. My period's about the same. It's about seven days. I have a seven-day-long cycle, and a prescription is required. And I just go to CVS and pick it up, and it's fully covered. So I'm a fan of the patch. I have been looking into the implant just because I don't want to think about my birth control all the time. I guess that's a privilege issue to have, but I'm curious. I was, um, my insurance is running out in November and I'm going to be getting a new insurance through my job that has less coverage, higher copays and things like that. So I'm kind of like trying to find a long-term birth control while I can. So that it is covered for several years. So let me know your experience. Like that's been my experience with birth control. Um, it has its pros, it has its cons, and we all have different like main priorities, right? So for my priority uh, in the past when I was 21, it was my acne. My acne was freaking so horrible. And um, I knew I couldn't stay on antibiotics for super long. So if you ever want me to make a video about skin and acne, I could definitely do that and self-esteem and all that jazz. But now that I am in a relationship having sex Several times a week, uh, my main focus is pregnancy prevention, and um, I I get tested uh, once or twice a year for sexually transmitted diseases. So if you are engaging in a se- sexual relationship, I would really encourage you to communicate and talk about your sexual, not necessarily your history, but just your sexual health and what you really want to focus on or um, what is a deal breaker or a boundary for you, whether that be an act or anything. So talk about it, have that dialogue open and go to your doctors and even get tested together. And a partner that doesn't care about you protecting yourself against whether it's pregnancy or an STI, um, you want to be sleeping with someone that's considerate, right, whatever that means. So let me know what your journey with birth control is. Have you found one that you love? Um, What hasn't worked for you? I'd really be interested in hearing and just keep an open mind and just be willing to explore and try things out. A lot of people will write off so many things just because they tried it once and it didn't work out for them. The main thing I'm thinking of right now is therapy. I've had so many people tell me, Oh, I tried therapy once. I didn't like it. Like, or if I had a bad therapist, like, you know how many bad fucking therapists I've had? Not everything is going to work for us. So it's all about just being curious and being willing to, you know, go an extra mile. It's, it's your health, it's your reproduction, it's your sex life. So take that power into your own hands. And I thank you for letting me share my birth control story with you. Again, I am not sponsored by Planned Parenthood, but check out their website. They have so much useful information. And while we're talking about sex, um, has anyone seen Sex Education Season 3? Like, I fucking love that show, and if you're listening to the Sex Positive podcast, I highly suggest you sh- you check out Sex Education on Netflix. I love it because it's so funny and it's a good show, but it's also really informative and educational. So it's the best of both worlds, in my opinion. I would love to be on that show. Um, my favorite character is Maeve. I love Maeve, and I also love Eric. I love Ruby. Amy is funny, like it's just such a good show. So check it out. And I love y'all so much. If you enjoyed this episode and you're feeling particularly generous today, please like, rate, subscribe, and share to spread the message of sex positivity and sexual health to your peers. And I thank you again for listening. I'll talk to y'all in the next episode.